Hello, saints of God. This is Gloria Holloway. I welcome you to the Higher Design for Living show. I want to thank you uh, for joining me for this show. This is my first time doing this with Zoom and YouTube, so please bear with me. And of course, I want to send a thank you to my Heavenly Father for allowing me to bring what I pray will be a word of encouragement as we prepare to enter into this new year, this new season. Also, I would like to send a shout out to my daughter, Nicole, and her husband, Sheldon, and my sister, Johnny. Also, I send a shout out to my bishop, William Andrew Best Jr., and the Voice Church, and all my spiritual children. Shall we have a word of prayer, and then we'll go ahead into the word. Father, I thank you and I praise you for this time of coming together in the spirit and in the natural for your people that will watch this show, Lord God, later at some point, sometime. I pray that you will speak to me, through me, and that there will be words of encouragement to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, empower, and to mobilize us, your people, to go forth to fulfill our God-given assignment. So again, I am Gloria Holloway, and I'm hosting this show, and there will be many more to come. I did promise the Lord that I would get back on track to doing the podcasts and the live shows and all of that uh, he gave me to do over 10 years ago. I stopped doing it because of so much going on uh, in the ministry of my home church. And so um, I am now getting back on track once again, and I will be continuing as the Lord releases. So I want to talk a little bit about the process and, and encourage everyone not to abort the process. And so I hope that this message, this word, this evening, tonight, and whenever you listen, will encourage someone to not abort the process. And some of you know that I released a book uh, back in May of this year called The Dark Place. Excuse me. One of the things the Lord has always um, encouraged my heart and had me on the path, and that is always to encourage people uh, not to abort the process, to realize that there is a process. I don't care what we're trying to do, where we're trying to go, whether it's in the church, out of the church, and no matter what, there is a process. If you're getting married, there's a process. If you're starting a business, there's a process. No matter what, we are always in a process going somewhere. And uh, if you're not, then you're going backwards. And we know that that just means a death in whatever way and whatever it is that you're going backwards. And we don't stay stagnant, uh, even though it may seem like it sometimes. We could say we're stuck or we're not moving. But believe me, you might be moving a little slow. But if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. So anyway, the dark place... Um, that many go through and some refer to it as wilderness experience or the backside of the mountain, uh, that, that place that seems black, that seems so dark and so dreary, and you don't think you're ever going to come out of it, whatever you're believing for, you're not seeing any signs of it. It seems like you're going through one trial and tribulation after another, but I do want to encourage you 
that you are moving. You are moving. If you're believing and, and have your hopes and dreams and aspirations that God has purposed for you and you are doing what the Lord has said, you're following direction and instruction and you're doing, even though it may not seem like you're doing that much, but you're still moving, you're still believing, you're still doing that which you know to do, then you are making some progress and you are moving through the process. So again, I want to encourage you uh, to keep moving uh, to allow God to shape you into the unique person that he's called you to be. The process is all about revealing the real you, the mature you, the you that you may uh, accomplish your divine destiny. So we are all on the earth to fulfill a purpose designed by God himself. And as I said before, many times before people that have heard me speak and you know it as well, because the word tells us that because God has given us free will. So that means that the choice, the, we have a choice and it's all up to us to agree with God. And if we agree with him. We cannot go wrong. It may not be looking like you think it's supposed to look. It may not be feeling like you think it's supposed to feel. But if you're in agreement with God, you are moving forward. And just to know that God is not going to force anything on us. He'll try to encourage us. He'll allow, allow situations to come up that will get our attention so that we are realizing which direction we're going and whether we're going in the right direction or not. And of course, um, going in the direction of, of, of obedience to the will of God. So um, some of you, again, that have read my book, um, we talk about some great figures in the Bible and, of course, Jesus being our best example. So if you want to know about that, of course, purchase my book. I know you will be mightily blessed because it is a word from the Lord. So as we saw in those circumstances um, that they are that they experienced that even Jesus himself experienced, they were necessary for the perfecting. And all of them had to go through some of the same experiences. They may not have looked the same, and many times they do not, such as rejection, abandonment, obscurity, being falsely accused, uh, betrayal, jealousy, isolation, and loneliness. And these experiences can make you want to walk away and run and hide and not, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it looks. But these experiences, uh, ways that God that God is saying no keep going but these experiences yes can make you tell God no way I changed my mind however the process is necessary it is crucial that you not only make it to the fulfillment but to the maintain the position that you do not pull back or hold back from what God is doing allow him to do to per the perfecting because all of these trials and tribulations and situations come to perfect us. And that is means to make us mature, to make us able to handle and hold on to that which God has purposed and ordained for us as we complete the process. So again, this, this enables us to, to have the capacity to, to carry the weight of the assignment. When God gives us something, it has a weight, it has a, a sacrifice, it has a uh, uh, a weightiness, a passion, a burden that we, in order for us to carry it, we have to have been built up. And, and many times it's the trials and tribulations and those things that we consider as unnecessary and that, that can seem and be painful. 
and, and many times discouraging if we don't stay uh, focused and realize that, that we have a call and that this is part of the process. And that's why I wanted to talk a little bit about the process because many times we don't recognize that for what it is. And many times we think it's spiritual warfare. We think that people just don't like us or coming up against us. And we think that much of it is unnecessary, but that is not the case. And so there, there, in the word God, of God tells us too that with the blessings of God come persecution. And so if we don't go through this process, when the persecution comes, when the rejection comes, when uh, people lie on us, when people, uh, our, people who we thought were our friends um, turn their back on us or jealous because of what they see God doing and the blessings that's in our lives. And we got to be able to hold tight and not give in and give out for because of that. And so for some, this it seems to be a, a do or die situation. And I remember watching one of my favorite cartoons or animated movies called Kung Fu Panda. And uh, he was the dragon warrior. And if you watch this, you know what I'm talking about. And in, in, in one of the movies in the series, there was a character named Kai, and he was banished to the spirit world by Master Uguay and, um, and was exiled to the spirit world for over 500 years. And so Master Uguay learns that Kai has increased his strength by um, stealing the chai or the chi from every Kung Fu master in the spirit realm and is now coming after Uguay's chi so that he can return to the mortal or earth realm. Eventually, Kai steals Uguay's chi and he is now able to come into the earth realm and to take, a, take a dragon, the dragon warrior's chi. Or, and chi is their power, um, their strength, um, their, their supernatural power and supernatural strength that these um, um, uh, characters had. So after much fighting to save his home village, Poe, um, Dragon Warrior grabs Kai and they go back down into the spirit world down. Now Poe holds on to uh, 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 Kai because he realizes that he's got to go to this place so that that Kai would not overtake his people. So he did this to save his people. He was willing to give his life and to give all that he had struggled and gotten and acquired so that he could save his people. That sounds familiar to the Bible to me. But anyway, it's a cartoon and all of that. But I'm telling you, sometimes you can look at some of this stuff. I know I can, and I can see, I get all kinds of revelation. But anyway, Kai tells Poe that he's going to take his chi. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Poe, the dragon warrior, tells him he can have it and throws, you know, throws it at him, throws the power of the chi at him. And it looks like fiery darts or whatever, but, and he's um, throws it at him left and right. And so uh, as the dragon warrior continues to throw the rays of power at Kai uh, until it becomes too much. And now Kai wants him to stop. Uh, what he wanted and thought he could handle was too much. Pose chai or chi, was more powerful than all the other masters. And Kai realizes this as he is defeated and disintegrates into oblivion. The power was, was too much for Kai and it therefore destroyed him. So that story said so much to me. And why am I telling you this animated story? I'm telling you because many of us are like Kai who want to have power, but no character or integrity. Kai was banished to the spirit world because he became greedy. 
He did not want to share what was freely given to him, nor did, and I was listening to somebody earlier tonight and they were saying, and I, and I really believe this too, many times people want a word, people want a blessing, but people don't want to do the work to get the word. They don't, you know, so you get people that go after all of these prophets and, and looking for a word when really the prophet should, especially today, since those of us who who are believers, have the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and we all have the ability to hear Holy Spirit. And so many times what the prophet should be doing is confirming what has already been said. But if we're not spending the time, if we're not doing what we need to do to receive that, then many are not doing that, and they're running after the, the those who are prophetic. And if you're not careful, and this I know this is a side, but it's not a side. But it is a word to be to 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 be wise to to pay attention and not to ask for something that you have not gone through the process to be able to handle. So Poe had gone through the process before the power within him was released. He did not get it overnight. Poe had no uh, so much to learn and had to go through rigorous training before he would receive the power. He had to go through so many different things. And again, if you've seen the movie, um, uh, you know that many of the things that he had to go through. And he also had to learn to be responsible and have confidence to release the power to destroy his enemies and those who, who were coming after his people. And so Poe was called to defend the people, but again, not until he could defend himself. He had to see himself differently before he could fulfill his destiny and before he could be who Master Ugwe saw him to be. And so again, this is a message to all of us. How do you see yourself? How do I see myself? And before we can walk fully in that, and that's what the process is all about, that as we go through these trials and tribulations and situations and these things that, that are, that seem to be um, uh, just a whole lot of trouble for nothing are really the things that make us strong, really the things that cause us to see who we really are as, as we overcome each obstacle and, and those that are runners or trainers or boxers, you know, you got to go through a lot of training. You get beat up many times before your muscles are in the place that they need to be. You do a whole lot of running and strenuous stuff before your legs get strong enough for the actual race. And so it's the same thing for the spirit world. It's the same thing in, in walking in the spiritual things of God. And whatever it is God has called you to do, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the business world, whether it's in the community, whatever it is, you've got to go through it. I've got to go through. We all have to go through this process so that we are able to walk fully out that which God has purposed and ordained. So anyway, Paul was called to defend his people, but again, not until he could defend himself. He had to see himself differently. And again, this is what we must do. Uwe saw who Paul was before he saw it himself. And many times people will see what you're capable of before you recognize it. Somebody may see it and tell you, and you don't believe them because you don't see that. So even Master Shifu uh, did not see Poe as anything, initially anyway, but a big fat hopeless, clumsy panda with low self-esteem. Eventually, Master Shifu saw him differently, but he didn't see it initially like Master Uwe did. So again, many times people can see 
uh, can not only see the potential, but also the anointing and, and, and the call on the lives of others before, before uh, you know, you're before you do, before I do. Many times people can see that. So initially, Poe could not handle or carry the weightiness of the call. So he had to go through all of this different stuff to get to that point where he could carry the weight of the power that would cause him to be able to save his, his, his nation, his people. So for one, he did not see it. And two, he didn't know who he was. His father, the goose, which we know really wasn't a goose, tried to make him believe he came from him. So be careful who wants to own you as one of their own. When God didn't make that connection, they didn't birth you out in the spirit realm. They didn't birth you out in the business or whatever. And people want to make you think that you came from them. So you got to know where you came from and just who you are. So again, that's enough about the panda story. But I I think you get the point here. Uh, You know who your father is and where you came from. And again, you know, I'm, I'm talking now, I'm talking to the people of God, the children of God. And so if you're not one of the children of God and you're listening to this, my prayer is that you will accept the Lord Jesus Christ so that you know who your father is. And, and again, I'm not talking about your biological father, although that will make a difference in, to some degree gen, um, generationally different things that you have to go through. It, it helps sometimes to know generationally where you come from so that you can understand some things, even as you go through the process. However, if you have accepted, again, as you ha- if you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, um, then you know that your father is God himself and you are not spiritually, you are not from this land. You are a pilgrim just passing through with a heavenly assignment on the earth and you are Jesus, sister or brother, you are joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. So again, the question is, how do you see yourself as you're going through the process? Because again, everybody's going to go through a process and you're going to go through more than one process. Many times we fight the process. Many times we want to resist the process. Excuse me, but this word is coming to you from the Lord to remind you, to remind all of us, do not abort the process. So my, one of my questions, and I usually like to ask a lot of questions throughout, are you like Poe wondering who your father is and where you came from? Uh, um, and really this is what the process is all about to get you and me to see who we are that we may do what we've been sent here to the earth to do. In the process, we learn about our father and our assignment here on the earth. As we go through the process, we will get rid of all the dirt, all the dross, all that is a hindrance to moving forward as God has purposed. The process will purify your motives, the reason you want to do what you want. It will even show us motives for for wanting to fulfill the call of God, that that God has purposed for us. The word of God tells us that the heart is deceitfully wicked, and God is the only one who knows what is in our hearts. Pride, lust, greed, hurt, offense, unforgiveness, and other negative emotions cause blindness. It caused, we can't see, you know, there's, there's a scripture that talks about getting, you know, we have a beam and we have to get the beam out of our eye before we can get out of the eye, the speck out of the eye of others. And so all of these things I just named are like the beams that blind us, that keep us from seeing. And so many times we think that because we want, we want to do what we 
we consider a godly thing that it is good. It may be a godly thing or a good thing, but is it what God has said for you? And what is your motive for wanting to do it? And is it time for you to do it? Are you ready? Is your character, is your integrity right? Is your heart right? There are many questions that we have to ask ourselves as we realize that we do have a purpose. We do have a plan or God has a purpose and a divine plan for us. And, and, and he knows when we are ready to walk that thing out. And so we, again, we cannot and should not abort the process, but stay in there. So going through the process will help us to answer uh, these questions and build the capacity to bring the weight of the call, the power to be and to do. As we see in the movie with Kai was not able to handle the chi, we will not be able to handle the grace that is necessary for the call, the assignment without completing the process. Now, again, I'm not just talking about a ministry call or assignment. There are many assignments. As a matter of fact, most assignments are outside of the four walls of the church. Either way, there is a necessary preparation. And no, it is not easy. It requires a determination, a made-up mind to stay in the process. We we see this, especially in Jesus' life. He kept the glory, the promise of God before him. When God promises you something, you must hold tight to the vision, the dream until it comes to pass. Many times, this is the only thing that can keep us holding on. The word tells us that without a vision, the people perish. So again, do not abort the process. Again, the process gets rid of pride that will cause a person to think that they can handle something when they don't have a clue. I think about King David when King Saul tried to get him to put on his armor to fight against Goliath. David had wisdom enough to know that King Saul's armor was too much for him. And what would have protected King Saul would have killed David because it was too heavy. He was not able to handle the weight of King Saul's armor. It is the same in the spirit. Someone else's armor, which uh, to us is like grace or anointing of God that has not been bestowed upon us. We're trying to do an assignment that God has given someone else because we like what they are doing and we want to do what they're doing, but we don't have the grace to do it, but we're trying to wear it anyway. We're trying to do it anyway. And if you're not careful, it will kill you. And that's literally as well as figuratively. Another example is someone else's assignment that God has not graced with you, um, which, you know, again, can mean that it will not, not, if it doesn't kill you, it can burn you out, which is pretty much the same. You don't have the energy. You don't have the drive. Um, you can also miss what God is purposing for you because God wants you over here and now you're over there. And so again, uh, you may look at someone and say, oh, I can do that when re in reality it looks so easy because they're operating under the anointing of God. And many people make that mistake, the anointed that, that seems easy and effortless. So don't be fooled. Pride is blinding. Going through the process will get rid of that pride. Uh, uh, skills and gifts and grace are very necessary. God needs us to know that he needs to know that he can trust us. And the only way that this can be assured is if we go through the process. So do not try to wear something that's too heavy for you. Uh, um, the same is true when we try to connect 
with people's anointing that is too heavy for us. You want to be around certain people. We want to be in a certain atmosphere, but the level of anointing is too much and you won't be able to handle it. I, I think often about um, different um, scripture in the Bible where the people came into the presence of the angels or whatever, and they would fall out like they were dead because the presence and power of God was it would be just too much. And, and I've experienced that even at my church and our bishop, and this was a few weeks ago, and our bishop was preaching and the anointing was so heavy on him. And I was standing near him and I could barely stand up. Matter of fact, I ended up falling back in my seat because the, the presence and the grace of God was so tangible upon him that it, I was not able to stand up under it. And so many times we can be in that environment because we want to be around certain people, but God has not equipped us. We've not been built up enough. We're not empty enough. We're not, uh, um, uh, um, I don't know the word for it, but there's, there's something in us that, that won't allow us to be around the anointing at a certain level because our body is not equipped to handle it. So again, be mindful of who you're trying to connect with. And, and, and the timing of God is so, so important. So again, just as King Saul's armor was too much for David, the same is true uh, when we covet uh, someone else's anointing, acting like we've arrived at a certain level when we have not even been prepared. And so uh, again, listening to um, we, we must pay attention to this. We must pay attention to this. The donkey, the donkey, the donkey. I was listening to um, a minister who told about the ox and the donkey, and the donkey uh, is not to be yoked to the ox because the ox is too strong for the donkey, and the donkey being stubborn <laughs> and not as strong as the ox is trying to go the opposite way, and, and it will end up with a broken neck. And so when I, I listen to that, that message and, uh, and many times that's we trying to hook up with yoke up with people. And so that's the reverse, you know, many times. And I'm thinking about this, as I said, where the scripture says, um, do not be unequally yoked. And I always thought about it from the standpoint of you being and say you're here and the other person is here. And of course, they're their neck can get broken, but then the same is true if you're here and they're here and you're trying to hook up with them, but you can't handle it because the anointing is too strong. And so your neck can get broken. It can destroy you because you can't handle it. You don't have the grace to go through what they're going through. You don't have the grace to deal with what they're dealing with. You don't have the grace to experience uh, the different spiritual um, uh, manifestations, if you will, that that person is able to handle. And, and, and again, I, I think you get the picture um, that is, is, a, is a, it, to me, it's a very good example of that we are not to be unequally yoked. And that's whether you're here and they're here or whether they, they, you're here and they're here. We want to be equally yoked. We want to be equally yoked. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, kind of, I got some notes here, and so I'm just scrolling through my notes. So again, we all have to go through a process, and, and the process um, is necessary. And I, you know, I have had different assignments uh, within the body of Christ. My first assignment 
uh, started back in 1993, 94, and ever since then. And that may have had some before then, but if I did, I didn't know it. But one thing I can say that I, you know, I recognize all of the assignments from that point up to this day. And knowing that every assignment, there is a process, there's a time of preparation. Uh, uh, for instance, um, you may think about what kind of process would be necessary because I've just been shifted from church administrator to a, a, um, um, a ministerial position within my church family. And, um, but even in that, even though it's considered, um, now, I don't want to say secular, but just a regular position in the sense that it's not spiritual. However, it depends on the environment. It depends on the assignment. So we know that you can be a church administrator um, or you can be an administrator, not in the church. And you do some of the same things It's just you may be in an office place rather than a church. And many times people think that um, a church administrator is the same as being in an office because you, you're doing the same things. You got to have the same skills. The, the tasks and the functions many times are very much the same. However, please don't get it twisted. That is not the case when you go to work in the church. And I don't even like to refer to it as working in the church when you go to the church to do a work, if you will, to serve is what you're doing, but it's more than the natural part or the physical part of doing the task and the functions, the administrative stuff. There is a spiritual side to every position in the church. If you think about uh, in the book of Acts, when they told um uh, the, the apostles were like, we need somebody else to do, um, to do, you know, make sure that the widows get fed and to deal with the natural side of things, if you will. But even though the deacons were called to do the natural side, like the day-to-day -day operations and handling the money, making sure people get fed and, and, and supplying the natural uh, needs of the people, they still had to be in a spiritual place. And many times in the church today, we forget about that. We just think of it as a position or a job when it's really not that um, in the sense of what, how you need to be prepared for that assignment, for that position, for that office. And so as you, as you see in scripture in the book of Acts, there were men that had to be in a certain spiritual place even though they were going to be working with and supplying the natural needs of the people, they themselves had to be in a spiritual place. And so that's what the Lord wants to remind us too. So whether you're in the church or out of the church, um, depending on which assignment the Lord gives you. So my assignment as church administrator was by God. Now, yes, I had to go and I had to interview and I had to do all the natural stuff, but God chose me. God sent me there. And because God chose and sent me there, even though I know there were people more qualified than me from an administrative standpoint, but it was the assignment that God had chosen me for. And so I was sent there. And in all of the other positions that I've held in the church, I was sent there. It wasn't that others couldn't do 
what I was sent there to do in the natural better than I could because many were, but it wasn't about that. It was about the anointing and the call that was on my life. And so I had to be in a spiritual place from my first position of being in the church and working in the church office and and the Lord let me know from the beginning, do not refer to it as work. You are doing ministry. You are serving. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even though I received a paycheck, <clears throat> Excuse me. benefits like a regular workplace, <clears throat> it was not that. It was not that. And there was so much more required of me spiritually than it was required of me administratively. And the same thing in the position that I just left. So in my first position again, in that administrative position, I tell you, God grew me spiritually. Let me tell you. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. So just know, just know there is a process. Do not abort the process. Were there times that I wanted to abort the process? Were there times that, because in, and in the, first, the first position, I was really talking about on-the-job training. I got it on both ends. And so I was going through, even as I was doing the work, and as a friend of mine used to refer to it as, uh, laying the tracks and driving the train at the same time. And in that particular position, that was very much the case. That was my first position of working in the church. And so again, in serving in the church. And so God knows what it takes to prepare us for the assignment because he's the one who chooses us uh, for the particular assignment. And so my, my pastor now, Bishop Andrew Best Jr., um, God sent me there and I tell you, he wasn't, you know, going to hire me for whatever reason. He never really said probably because I was an older person. I'm not sure, but anyway, that's okay. Either way, um, God chose me and he listened to God and I thank God that he listened to God and he's thankful, um, that he listened to God. And so many times we got to make sure we're hearing, it may not look like what we think or what, how we think or who we think it should be, but if God chose that person, then that's who it should be because God knows what is going to be required and he knows how and to what degree that person has been anointed and prepared for that assignment. And so, um, so uh, let's see. So again, God had prepared me for such a time as this. Um, again, even in this position, I have learned to so much. I've grown so much spiritually. And uh, so now I've been elevated to another position. And this position is a spiritual position. In other words, God has elevated me in the spirit. And so he's allowed me to pour into so many of the young people and some either older people, but I'm the oldest one there. So, um, but he's allowed me because, you know, I don't take it for granted um, because one thing I do know, and, and I, I know sometimes people get that twisted as well, God does not believe in seniority. In the, in the work world, they may believe in seniority, but God does not believe in seniority. He believes in availability and those who have surrendered, those who are yielded, those who have allowed him to prepare them for the assignment. So that's how God chooses he chooses us, and then we have to be obedient. But the word tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. And many times we think because we're sacrificing whatever that that uh, um, you know qualifies us, but it really does not. 
So in, in going to where I am now, there has been much, much, much that God has used me and God has blessed me. And I know that I am in a blessed place. Um, God has sent me there to be a watchman for, you know, the, the church there. And uh, now it's, it's again, it's to another level. But because I stayed in the process, I did not abort the process. So while I was doing what I was doing, because I was prepared before I got there, to do the assignment, but even in that, he was preparing me for the next assignment. And so that's what we always have to remember, that God is always preparing us for the next and the next and the next. So again, I want to encourage you to not abort the process. I know that it gets dark. I know that it gets dreary. I know that it gets disappointing. It gets painful and all of that. But just know that you are in a process and that God is cleaning you up. God is purifying you. God is strengthening you. God is allowing this so that you can see just who you are. Uh, when we think about the diamond and how uh, all of that black heart stuff is on the outside and you can't see the beauty that's on the inside. And the same thing is with us. When the diamond is processed, it, it, it comes out. It's so brilliant. It's so beautiful when it is uncovered. And that's why it is so valuable. And so that's the same thing with us. As we allow God to take us through the process, even though it's dark, even though it's dreary, even though many times it's painful and lonely and you feel rejected and all of that other stuff, just know that God has an assignment for you. God has an assignment. If you're on this earth, you're listening to this message, God has an assignment for you because you are here in the earth and he's doing a work in you. So don't abort the process. Allow God to finish his work because he's doing a great work because he's got a great call for you. So stay in that dark place. Stay in that place. Uh, uh, allow him to clean you up and clean you out and build you up and build up your character. And many tests will come along the way to show him and you and mainly you, because he knows where you are, but to show you where you are, because many times we go through stuff and we think we've overcome certain things, and then a situation happens, and then we realize that we didn't overcome what we thought we had, and we're still struggling with some of the stuff that we thought we had gotten rid of. And so again, stay in the process. Don't abort the process. Don't turn the light on too soon. Just stay in the dark where God has you and know that you're not alone, that he is with you and that is your protection. Because when we're in that dark place, it's like, again, being in that cocoon and that cocoon is dark, but it's in that cocoon, in that dark place, in that place where you seem like everything is disjointed and you don't know what's up and what's down, but that's a place of protection. That's a place where God is keeping you away from all of this other stuff out here that he knows that you cannot handle, that he knows that you're not equipped to handle, and that he knows that will get you off track of what he has purposed and even cause you to die because you come out too soon. And so, you know, going back to my book, The Dark Place is all about the metamorphosis that we all have to go through. And if we come out too soon, just as the caterpillar, if it comes out too soon, if it doesn't allow itself to be in that cocoon where it's just a bunch of liquid and no shape, no form, 
If it, if it doesn't go through that whole process, it'll come out deformed. And if it comes out too soon, then it dies. It never turns into the beautiful butterfly that it was meant to be. So stay in the process. I just want to encourage you. And I hope that this word has been a blessing and an encouragement. Father, we thank and we praise you for your word, for your truths, oh God. I pray even now that you will touch the hearts and minds of your people, even now in the name of Jesus. And Father, even though I didn't quote any scripture throughout this, Lord, you know, Lord God, that you said to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, oh God. So we thank you right now, Lord God, for Romans 12 and 2, oh God, as you told us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Oh God, and this is all built around that scripture, oh God, that we have to, Lord God, make a decision each and every day, oh God, to allow you to transform us, oh God, to change us into that person, oh God, as we allow you to change our minds by your word, by your truths, oh God, that we are able, Lord God, to stand and hold tight to that which you have purposed and ordained for us. And so, Father, we thank you right now. You said no longer, no longer be conformed to the ways of the world, that we are to allow you through the process to have our minds renewed, oh God, through your word, oh God, as we stand on your word, as we believe your word, Father, that we will, Lord God, come through the process whole, oh God, beautiful, like the beautiful butterfly, like the brilliant uh, diamond, oh God, and all of those things that are hidden in the earth, oh God, but when they're uncovered, I must say, God, when they're uncovered, they are revealed, they're so beautiful, they're so awesome, oh God, they're so strong and able to stand through the process. So Father, I pray that your people will have an ear to hear you as you have spoken through your word on this evening, for a changed mind brings about a changed life. So Father, we thank you when we praise you. Strengthen those that are listening in. Whenever that is, oh God, help somebody to stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the things of the Lord. So we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. It's in Jesus' mighty and blessed name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you.